the following episode contains violence, strong language, and threats of terroristic violence. Previously on Masks and Mayhem. Hey, Jack. Ruby, Brock, Yardak, I didn't want to talk about this here, but I just didn't know, you know, when else, when would be a good time. I didn't want to ambush you if you came to the, came to the pub, but... What's going on? You said Austin's dead, right? Austin is dead. Dead dead this time. Yeah, I... I know that that has to be so confusing. I personally made sure that that he was actually cremated this time. That's not my meaning here. I just, uh... What is your meaning, bud? Well, you know Bill and Maury. They they come into the bar. They're always, you know, talking shit about the mob. And, and, you know, they used to talk about Hornet. And, uh... Well, they came in this morning, yammering on. And one of them told me he saw Hornet. Told me he saw Hornet last night. Who the hell are you? Kind of grab her by the collar, get real close to her. Ma'am, you're impersonating one of my friends who I watched die twice. And she looks a little taken aback. Died twice? What the hell are you talking about? Who the hell are you? My name is Regina. You get a call, and it's from Rickard. Hey, Ruby, I, uh... I got some bad news. I I just got called in for a deposition. Um, I'm going to have to go on the stand about what happened last year. You get a call, and it's from Rickard. Hey, Ruby, I uh, I got some bad news. I, I just got called in for a deposition. Um, I'm going to have to go on the stand about what happened last year. Lewis said y'all might have to as well. Standing out there, kind of supervising you, you see she's a uh, rather average height, and she has, like, really, really dark, almost black hair pulled back with a headband. And she's wearing a very, almost bright, I would say, uh, maroon leather jacket. But on her uh, hip, you can see a police badge. Yeah, so I'm gonna uh, walk up to this uh, no-nonsense-looking police officer. She looks at you, and she recognizes you, and she reaches out her hand, and she goes, Mr. Ambassador? I'm Detective Zoe Shepard. Uh, greeting, Shepard. Uh, nice to meet you. You came here at a perfect time. You catch Ruth, and she's like, I gotta get to my next job. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I'm working at RCI now. Yes! A woman on the inside. It has been a month since your team captured Apocalypse Man. As a precaution, Yunin has taken Ruth Day into witness protection. And yeah, when you all get up there, uh, she removes the she removes the mask. I heard about what you did did this morning, capturing that capturing that guy. Got to take care of business, kid. Yeah, just thought I'd uh, thought I'd come clean. Regina's not my name. All right, what is your name? My name's Pam. I walk up to her, take off my mask, and extend my hand. Brock Balea. Ruby, 
you are driving in the van with your boyfriend, Agent Alan Rickard, on a nice April day. Where are you heading? We're headed towards the park for a, a nice picnic. Rickard is just a little shaken still. He's had his, uh, his deposition in regards to the ongoing litigation against Union. He's still not very sure how everything went. Honey, I'm sure, I know you're still worried, but I'm sure everything was fine. I could just tell that, that Betsy didn't look too pleased with my answers, and, you know, she, she knows I have to answer truthfully, and, uh, you know, a lot went down. It made, made things look bad. I, I'm just gonna ask her a question for my answer. I'm assuming these have been, like, somewhat televised, right? Uh, there's been news coverage. I don't think the actual depositions are televised. To be fair, I don't think you're the one putting Betsy in a bad mood. I think everything going on right now, her mood's just not great, which I understand. I don't think you can put that blame solely on your answers. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. It's just uh, a lot of public opinion turning against... Uh, you know, not just Union, but it, it almost feels like heroes themselves are going to get put under the microscope, too. You know, obviously, when you and, and Yardak and Laserhawk go on the stand. Still hoping they'll let me go on as visual aid. I mean, that's the that's the precedent. I, I God, I can't see them doing doing anything different about that. I sure hope so. I worry about the people in my life, and I know... Laserhawk has people he has to worry about, and well, everyone knows who Yardak is, so I guess that's a little different. Yeah, like I said, there's a lot of case precedent to allow you to use your your assumed identity. I, I don't, I don't think you have to worry about that. But it's just the answers that we'll give. Just, uh, it wasn't a good day. Unfortunately, I feel like most of the days heroes are needed are not good days. That was a good answer. I like that. The, uh, yeah, that's quote of the episode. Holy shit. And yeah, so you you arrive at a you know we're gonna say you're back at a Bendis Park, which is downtown. It's where you uh you know you first uh, encountered Ulrich Ivinson. So it's a pretty nice day out. It's unusually warm for the day, which has caused a lot of people to be out. You know, friends hanging out, couples you know couples in the park. Are we talking like you got a blanket and like a picnic basket kind of deal? Yeah, I would imagine because one his leg is still hurt, right? Right, so he is still recovering from his injury. In Ruby's mind, that a picnic's good because they can like spread out, and he doesn't have to like try and force his leg under a table. What did you bring to this this nice picnic? I brought a basket with some sandwiches. Uh, Ruby's not not the best cook in the world, so it's just just some peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. As long as Alan Rickard doesn't have any a- allergies, I don't know about. Oh no, he's definitely allergic to peanut. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna have to roll a fortitude check. I imagine I brought some sodas. I imagine uh, I imagine there are open container laws in this city, and Alan Rickward does not seem like the type to break those. So I don't imagine we would bring alcohol. Yeah, he's he's a bit on he's a bit on the straight and narrow. Are you saying what are you saying? If Ruby was like you know with Bethany or by herself, would Ruby have break the law? Might have had might have had a cider. She would just create an illusion to make it look like she's drinking a coke. I love that, but Ruby's drinking Sprite. It's like liquid static. Oh, Sprite's my favorite soda. Ugh. I love citrus. Drink a Fresca. All right, we get it. You live on the West Coast. I've always loved Fresca. (laughs) Your West Coast sensibilities. Tell us about how great In-N-Out is. It's not. It's the worst fucking french fries that have ever existed. Whataburger supremacy. I'm drinking a Sprite. I don't Maybe Alan Rickard's drinking a Coke. I don't know. What kind of soda does he like? The top-tiered soda. Dr. Pepper. He's going to drink one of my other favorite sodas, which is Dr. Pepper. 
for a drinking sprite, peanut butter, jelly sandwich, brought some salt and vinegar chips out, just going for all of my favorite, like, snack foods. I fuck with that lunch, though. Uh, Rickard, is, Rickard is completely, just, he's eating the same thing. He loves it. He's having a good time. Roll a perception check, though. Um, I see nothing. A six overall. I rolled a fucking two. Well, you rolled high enough anyway. Oh, good. There are some annoying teenagers in this park. Youths. The youths. Are they teenagers with attitude? No, these are not teenagers with attitude. They are listening to some stuff pretty loud on a Bluetooth speaker. These seem like kids who like care about care about things. So they're theater kids. Okay. Yeah, they're theater kids. There we go. But they're listening to stuff like annoyingly loud on a Bluetooth speaker. So they're kind of flipping through, like they're passing a phone back and forth, like music, and then one of their friends puts on like a podcast or a radio show. And like the other kids are like, no, 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 don't make us listen to this. But it's an interview with a local Riverside City personality. Ruby would definitely recognize this because he's like a big deal. Xanath Radio's Brent Johnson. He's basically like somewhere in between being a legitimate journalist, but also being Howard Stern. (laughs) Somehow writing that line, like he always just has like the controversial guests. So what Joe Rogan likes to think he is. Yeah, I just didn't want to say that name. It's like saying Beetlejuice, in my opinion. These kids are like playing this on the speaker so loud, like you basically can't ignore it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're we're talking with uh, Leland Kemp, uh, environmental activist with uh, Eco Friends. And um, uh, Leland, t- tell me a little bit about today's March for Earth Day. Yes, Brent. I would say that we are marching in Riverside City, my hometown. I, lo- I love this city. And they are just not, they're not doing enough to help move climate justice forward. They're very behind on the environmental action needed to protect our planet. And I think that uh, a march of this size is going to put pressure, uh, n- not just on, on Mayor Hilliard, uh, but on President Ritter to let them know that people care about this issue. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Leland. And uh, this is Brent Johnson. We'll be right back. Uh, Rickard notices you kind of listening in. Ruby, are you, are you going to that march? Uh, I haven't decided. I mean, I it's a good cause, but I just... I feel like every time I go to a, try to go to an event, I have to, I have to save the day, and I don't know. Like, is me being there the problem? Yeah, I think I'm just gonna watch from home. I mean, I've been I've kept an eye on uh, the eco friends. You know, they got a, they got good ideas, but just uh, you know, every, every time, like you said, every time they have a big event, something happens. I'm not I'm not not into going. Yeah, I think the problem is with the city is that anytime someone's trying to do good with a big event, there's always someone who's like, I can cause a little trouble. A little mayhem, if you will. Ah. Well, don't mask what you really mean, Robert. Both of you go fuck yourselves. <laughs> and we're going to check in on Yardak. It's a little later in the day. What have you been doing this fine April day? Yeah, it's Earth Day, so to celebrate, I'm in the water. Just kind of having a me day. Just kind of swimming around the harbor, not really doing much. Just It's been kind of quiet ever since the whole like uh, Hornet thing and... Haven't really heard too much about the insurrection thing. So, you know, I'm trying to have a chill day. I'm hoping it'll last. Like, swimming, but more so just basking. You have plans tonight, though, to meet with your old friend Ruth Day. Ooh, yes. Hey, Ruthie. She had suggested getting together. You hadn't seen each other in a while. Um, She's got a, a new job to tell you about. Ooh. I'm stoked. What time am I meeting Ruth? Let's say you're meeting uh, an early dinner. Let's say 530. Ooh, and as far as dinner, um, I told Ruth I'd meet her on the pier so we could have some seafood. 
Uh, yeah, you're going to a nice pier. Uh, let's say, yeah, let's say uh, downtown as well. Uh, like, you know, on the, on that side. You know, say most of the times when we've had you out at the water, it's been on the north end side, you know, the other side of town on those docks and whatnot. So I think... Uh, yeah, we're going to have some brews and split some crab fries. There's like a nice restaurant. We're going to call it uh, Jake's Crab Shack. Jake's Crab Shack. So in Jake's Crab Shack, but it's like a, a pretty well-known. It used to be one of those places that it was like, you know, a little, little secret of Riverside. Now it's kind of blown up. Damn you, Guy Fieri. But yeah, so it's blown up a bit. Again, downtown itself has gotten a little nicer over the years. So it's, uh, it's no longer the little hole in the wall it used to be. Um, but you're able to get tables pretty easily. That's like a lot of words to say gentrified. <laughs> you meet Ruth at Jake's Crab Shack. Do you get there first or is she? Oh, yeah, I definitely got that first because I was already in the water. So I just kind of was like, Bloop. yeah, I mean, it's literally right, right along the docks. Like people can pull their boat up to it kind of place. Yeah. Do you uh, do you catch some crabs to make fresh while you're down there? Uh, can I get a discount? I brought my own. <laughs> <laughs> and the hostess looks at you and goes, no, yeah, I'm just fucking with you. And I throw it over my shoulder back into the ocean. And then I yell, be free. You were going to eat it. <laughs> he lives another day. You see Ruth walk in. And then I, I, I very excitedly wave to Ruth from where I'm sitting. And as she's walking up, you realize, like, she is in, normally she's frazzled, is how I would describe her look. Mm -hmm. But now she looks like a little, she's, like, put together. Ooh, she got a big girl job. She got a blazer. Good for her. That's how, that's how you know someone's doing well, they have a blazer. Yeah. Uh, and she sits down. Yardak, it's so, it's so good to see you. I lean over, give her a big hug, and like, what's been going on? Tell me about your life. What you been doing? God, it's the, it's the first time that I've ever been able uh, to say this. I am working one job. What? Asterix, and that job is not to help you get closer to an enemy. So far. I really like this job, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she pulls out a badge. Yeah, I got a, a recruitment from the supervillain assault specialty squad. Oh, so she, she's a sass. And yeah, specifically, Yardak, you would recognize that because that is the group that uh, Betsy Bullard was with before she was recruited to Union. Ooh, she's Union adjacent. Well, if you remember that that was a, uh, the people at SAS called Betsy a sellout when she left. Oh, well, you know. So she kind of like flips the badge and looks around and kind of puts it back in her blazer. And yeah, they're always kind of looking for eyes and ears in major metropolitan areas, you know, to kind of be able to keep eyes on things and respond to things quickly. Uh, and I got picked to do logistics support in Riverside. Damn, look at you. That's like a whole legit job. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I got I really I got to thank you. Uh, you know, they found me uh, and recruited me because of uh, my involvement with uh, the stuff I helped you with before. See, Look, self-fulfilling prophecy. It's all been a part of my long game to get you this job. I, I gave her with a very exaggerated wink. To be fair, you said previously you wanted her to get to, to like be forced into union somehow. Yeah, eventually. But now she's not union, but something else. I thought this would be an opportunity to, to catch up with you and, and tell you about my job. And, you know, who knows? With this, maybe I'll uh, be seeing you at s some, you know, I don't know, crime scenes, possibly. Right? See you out there, guns blazing, fighting the good fight. Oh, goodness. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm just eyes and ears. I don't, I, I specifically told, told them that I do not want to be, uh, uh, any kind of agent. Uh, since you've joined, have, has there been anything interesting going on? No, no. I, I honestly, based on the chatter, I think that most of the reason that they're recruiting is with all this trouble, you know, going on with union. Oh yeah. 
we've the depositions have started. It's been a whole thing. Yeah, yeah, and I think that they're expecting with a uh, union kind of buried in red tape right now. They need to be ready to kind of pick up if you know pick up the ball if needed. Even if they wouldn't like it, and people think Betsy might have been a sellout when she went to Union, I mean, it would maybe foster some better relationships between the two if you guys are picking up the slack now that Union is kind of has their hands bound. And I mean, who knows? It could be a better partnership in the future, and then we might be able to cover more ground and save more people. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Is it right if I order? I am so hungry. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've been swimming all day. I've definitely worked up an appetite. She gets a waitress and uh, very politely asks for some some uh, lobster and uh, and a margarita. I'm gonna have a nice bay breeze, and I want shrimp alfredo and a side of crab fries because I right now I'm really craving crab fries and I want them. Where you, where did you seat yourself or get seated? Out on the actual dock itself. I, I imagine they would have like table like little two people tables so you can like just kind of eat by the water. And uh, we're kind of reaching sunset at this point. You know, it's uh, romantic. You guys sound like you're on a date. No, I was going to think 530 is too too early for it to be sunset. I guess it's dusk. Mm-hmm. Still romantic. In the restaurant, there's like a bunch of uh, flat screens, mostly for like, you know, sports and stuff like that. Oh, no. What am I about to see on these screens? Nothing really big. You can just see that the uh, the Eco Friends March is is starting to occur. Mm-hmm. You know, you're seeing a lot of people out there with like signs. You know, asking the government to do something with getting a cleaner power grid. Basically, people saying that uh, you know we can't be beholden to fossil fuels. People talking about like different bills and whatnot. A lot of people kind of like getting right up and putting their signs like right in front of like uh, cameras. Nothing too crazy. Just uh, again, the march is kind of just getting going. Okay, okay. Did you have any questions for, for Ruth? I can't really think of anything. Unless there's something glaringly obvious I'm missing. No, it's just mostly like you haven't seen your friend in a long time. You say that this is like your favorite character, so I wanted to give you time to actually interact with her. Well, I feel like now I'm going to get to interact with her way more, so yes. You guys are just going to kind of eat by the docks and uh, enjoy some time together. Yeah, chill time. Well, now we're going to transition over to Brock Balea. Okay. How you doing, Brock? All right. <laughs> it's been about uh, you know about a month since the events of the last episode, and it's uh it's pretty late uh in the evening now. Uh, the sun has set you know a little while ago. You are with Pamela, his full name you have not gotten yet. The the new Hornet. Are you at the laser hut? Or are you chilling on rooftops? What are you doing? Oh, we're on the rooftop. Okay, but but she's gonna have to hang on just a minute because I have to finish a very important phone call. Okay. Now look, son, the important thing you gotta remember is that Animal Farm is a giant allegory for communism. If you keep that in mind, you're gonna pass this test no problem. Just pick the most Russian-y sounding answer, you know? Uh, okay, Dad. Like, Russia isn't even communist anymore. Anymore? Yeah, but at the time that the book was written, this was still a very new idea. You have to keep in mind the context of the time, you know? Okay. Alright, you're gonna you're gonna nail this no problem, kid. You've got a hell of a lot of your mom's brain in ya. I mean I guess you know Hey. You've got this, bud. I believe in you. Thanks, Dad. Anytime, Jimothy. Anything else you need? Dad, can you please stop calling me that? <sighs> no. No. <laughs> 
Not until I forget you calling your Uncle Jim Jimothy. And that will happen when? On my deathbed. <sighs> Alright, Dad. Good night. I love you, Carl. Love you, too. <sighs> He's a good kid. I say not, Pam. And she is just sort of hanging out. She's got, you know, the hornet hood pulled down and everything. Uh, still has the goggles on, you know. Doesn't want to have her face completely out. Right. So, like, did you bring me here for, like, parenting advice? Because uh, I don't have any kids. No, no, I just had to take care of that real quick. I brought you out here because you're going to be on patrol out here. You need to know what the hell you're doing. You know, I was doing all right for a few weeks before you and your buddies, you know, decided to interfere with me. Oh, yeah, you were a fantastic butcher. Unfortunately, you're trying to be a hero. Fine, fair, whatever. Look, if I didn't think I'd be of some use, I wouldn't bother you. And if I didn't see potential in you, I wouldn't bother you. So can we just get this over with so I can feel a little better? Oh, we're doing this for your feelings. Great. What, all right, what do you want to show me? Well, for starters, I kind of figure that we should maybe be hanging out by that Earth Day parade. Usually when there's a large gathering of people in this city, well, things go sideways. Tell me about it. I feel like I don't need to. I've lived here all my life, pretty much. I, I know how crazy Riverside gets. So would you mind giving me a little backup tonight? Just in case. Sure, sure. Alright, let's get going. While she cannot pulse our pogo, the, like, the exoskeleton suit that she has underneath the Hornet outfit does allow her to, like, jump a good distance and, you know, uh, not, you know, I think you'd have to slow down a little bit for her to keep pace, but not much. You got a lot of experience going from rooftop to rooftop? No, I, uh, you know, I did a practice run or two before I started just, you know, before I put on the outfit. I guess I've got, I've got about a month under my belt now. Well, today's as good as any day to learn. Now, the most important thing you have to keep in mind is your ankles. Your ankles are what protect your shins. Your shins are very important. I know this sounds patronizing, but trust me, I've learned that lesson the hard way about a dozen times. I ran track for ten years. I have an idea. Alright, so you've got a better head start than me. Let's get going. So I'm guessing you're starting in the north end, then. Presumably. So you're you're bounding away, and, like, for certain parts she's jumping, for certain parts she's running, and you can see she is running at, like, a good clip. Like, extremely fast. And, and again, more or less able to keep up with you if you slow down for just, just a little bit, mostly because your leaps, uh, specifically powered by Pulsar Poco, can take you pretty far. Yep, I'm basically trying to challenge her, but, like, not be too far ahead of her. Yeah, like, if you were not Pulsar Pogoing, if you were both just running, she would out outpace you. Oh, yeah, no shit, I'm just a dude. <laughs> <laughs> and so you make your way from the North End over the Kirby Bridge back downtown. The march has been going on now for you know, about about an hour or two now. Okay. And there's really nothing, nothing much eventful going on. Like if you're if you're on rooftops watching it, it's just still people kind of marching. Uh, they've been basically making kind of like a round of just like going around different parts of downtown. Uh, it's starting to to like somewhat peter out a little bit. Like it's definitely not as big as when it started. Okay. What are you kind of looking for? 
anything out of the ordinary. Any people who don't look like they should be there. Okay, roll a perception check. Alright, give me two seconds. Perception out of six. Let's go Big Green. Big Green, what the fuck? I got an eight. Total? Yeah, total. Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary stands out. It just seems like, you know, a lot of people who are really passionate about the environment. And I think uh, Pam kind of noticed she's just scanning and she's like, what do you think is really going to happen here? Fingers crossed? Nothing. You've been doing this a long time, haven't you? <sighs> Longer than I'd like. Why don't you stop? Let someone, uh, she kind of nudged you a little bit, let someone younger take over. Let's just say I've still got some ghosts I need to put to rest here. Like, uh, like actual ghosts? Yeah. Oh, okay, we're talking metaphorical ghosts. Gotcha, gotcha. Sorry, like, you know, Riverside City is full of crazy shit. No, no, I understand. No, trust me, I, I've had to fight zombies before. I, valid question. Yeah, Ruby had some pretty literal ghosts. In the form of fucking Austin. I was going to say, you guys have fought zombies, uh, werewolves. Technically, in a way, you fought a Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah, again, nothing out of the ordinary. Pam has her legs sort of just over the edge of, uh, of the roof that you're on, kind of just like swinging them back and forth a bit. Do you have your police scanner or anything with you? Oh, definitely. But, well, I mean, I guess technically it's just an app. I guess the real question is, do you have your phone with you? <laughs> Never leave the house without that. I mean, he was also just using it. I don't know when my kid's going to need homework help. You in the middle of fighting off Apocalypse Man. Yeah, so, you know, PEMDAS, PEMDAS. <laughs> and she kind of just looks up at you and goes, so, like, how old's the kid? Thirteen. Father of the year. So, like, you've you've been doing this the whole time that you've been a dad? Yeah. That's wild. It's not easy. No, I imagine not. I've been doing this for a month, and, you know, it's, uh... It's a lot to try to explain. It is. But we do it because someone has to, right? Does the kid know? God, I hope not. Oh, okay. I'll have the squeakiest record. I don't... I don't want him to think less of me. I don't want him to blame me for... Uh, never mind. And uh, it's around this time, actually, that you hear the uh, the police scanner app uh, start to crackle. Like, you've been hearing, like, little things, like, you know, oh, break-in, oh, robbery, you know, uh, convenience store kind of stuff. Nothing nothing big, but then uh, you hear someone saying, we have a 1313 at the Emerson Building. Repeat, 1313 at the Emerson Building, form perimeter. Can I roll an expertise law enforcement to know what a 1313 is? Yeah. All right, didn't shit the bed this time. 26. 17 plus 9. You've been in Riverside too long enough to know, like, for 1313, uh, their code, that means hostage situation. So we got hostages. What is Pamela's response? Yeah. Can never just have a fucking parade in this town. Let's go. All right. Take off with her. What are you doing? Keep in mind, the Emerson building is, like, you know, not super far from where you are. It's like a skyscraper business building. Ah, oh, well, I've got New Hornet with me. Let's see if we got this. Okay. I don't want to bother my friends yet. I'm sure they're having a lovely evening. <laughs> I am. 
it doesn't take you too long. You get to the Emerson building. Uh, it's been surrounded by police officers. You can kind of see like just a quick glance. You can see like SWAT teams setting up at like different windows and stuff. I'm going to look to new Hornet and say, uh, all right. Surprisingly, I've got the best repertoire with the cops here. Hang out. I'm going to go have a conversation. She kind of is just stays on, on the roof of the building that she's at and kind of just is scoping the whole place out. I am going to blink down and go to whoever has the shiniest badge. Oh, well, you will recognize this one. Uh, this is Detective Zoe Shepard is, uh, is leading the charge. Ooh, my girl. Hey! This town only has, like, three notable cops. <laughs> <laughs> I've met Shepard, right? Yeah, yeah, you have. Okay, cool. Uh, in fact, she came, uh, they gave her the Laser Hut's old address. Oh, yep, 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 okay. Well, in that case, I'm gonna walk up behind Shepard and go Marco. Polo. What's the sitch? Hello, Laserhawk. How you doing? Yeah, uh, doing alright. You know, I've had better nights, I didn't, I really wanted to be home. You and I both. Bachelor's on tonight. Yeah, we have a hot situation on the 20th floor. What are the deeds? Bunch of, uh, bunch of executives have been taken hostage, some of their assistants, uh, I think some janitorial. Uh, we don't have an exact read, but it's at least something like five guys. We know anything about the hostage takers, what they want? They haven't really put out any demands quite yet. You know, we only kind of got wind of it. I don't know if they were planning if they were planning on contacting the police, but one of the assistants got a got a call to us before uh, before they snatched their phone. Any clue who they are? No. Uh, and she's kind of like flipping through some paperwork. Uh, looks like uh, oh Jesus, oil executives are the uh, are the hostages. So we're saving the salt of the earth today. Wonderful. And their assistants. Okay, good. Genuine salt of the earth. What floor did you say they were on? 20th. Awesome. Thank you. And I'm going to pull Sarpoco up to the highest building I can to try and look inside. Pretty much you would have to, like, kind of jump to the building right next to where you left, uh, New Hornet? Nope. Boing, boing. Yeah, so basically you jump up, Pamela sees you, and then you jump away again? Yeah, basically. Your your, your lasers, uh, having a streak of colors across the, the night sky? Mm-hmm. Basically, when you look in, you can see, you know, it looks like a couple couple people, like, on their knees, uh, like, zip-tied with, like, two guys with guns on them. And then some other, uh, looks like, again, you kind of see, like, one or two guys patrolling. They're all kind of wearing the same outfit. Okay. Kind of a generic ski mask, what looks like a bulletproof vest and some rifles. Okay, can I roll a perception check to see if there's anything notable about the scene? Sure. Alright, that is... 22, 16 plus 6. As you take a closer look, you can see that one of the guys is, uh, is, like, wiring the building. Well? If you had to guess, C4. Neat. Okay, cool. This is gonna be fun. I should probably send Yarnak and Ruby a text right about now. What up? Hey, I'm watching someone rig C4 to the Emerson building right now in an active hostage situation. Hate to bug you, but I'm gonna bug you. And when I get this text, I'm gonna turn and show it to Ruth as well. I would want, if this was a show, it would cut to you showing Ruth and cut to me showing Alan Rickard. Like side by side? Yeah. Yeah, I think I think both essentially Ruth and Rickard have the same response of, oh, Jesus. Just all four of us heavy sigh at the same time. Five, act like I'm not sighing. <laughs> like this is how I wanted to spend my night. I I'm assuming we're still at the park, right? I, I guess, yeah. Did you make a day of it hanging downtown then? Yeah, I assume we made, made, made a day of it. We're, we're still downtown somewhere. 
fed the ducks. If that's the case, if you're anywhere near Bendis Park, then, you know, it's it's a pretty short drive over to the Emerson Building to that area of town. And I go, I should probably head over, but I'm like, I don't, I love you, honey. I don't know that your leg is in the best condition to help out with this. Maybe he could, maybe I could just drive down there and he can hang out with Joey Shepard. I'm sure they'd get along. And also, Yardak, if you're still at the restaurant, then it's, again, not too far. I'm getting in the van and driving down there. Super quick, I'm gonna hop over to Hornet and kind of fill her in on the situation. Oh, you got your friends coming. I kind of figured we might want the backup if they're rigging the place with C4. Yeah, I'll admit this is a little above, a little above my pay grade. I wish it was above mine. God, I if I had a dollar for every time I've had to deal with a C4, let me tell you something, I'd have a nicer hut. Just to be clear, I feel like if you were if you were to do like a perception check at one point, you know, in this past month and size them up, Austin would have clocked in around a power level five, power level six. New Hornet is definitely somewhere closer to where y'all are. But uh, so after I show Ruth the text, we and we both sigh. I'm like, ready to go. And then I kind of wave the waitress down and ask for the check. And Ruth just goes, I'll meet you there. You go. Uh, I'll pay for this. All right. Next one's on me. And then I jump. Would it be quicker for me to just jump off the pier into the water and kind of zip away? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, if you get into the water and then you can kind of like ride the water. Yeah, because I'm infinitely faster in the water than on land. Right, right. Well, I was thinking then you could just kind of use the water to float yourself on through the air then. Ooh, hell yeah. You've done this before. This is not new. I know, but I I just always forget. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. (laughs) You dive into the ocean and you get like a good speed built up going in like the opposite direction and then come back. Mm-hmm. fly yourself into the air and kind of coast that till you get to the Emerson building. Like those cars that you pull backwards and then they go, Phew! No, exactly like that. Yeah. Yeah, basically like you slingshot yourself uh, with the water into town. Nice. And yeah, I was thinking if Ruby's taking the van, uh, are you bringing Rickard with you or is Rickard... What do you want to do? He could just be our getaway driver. He has one other leg. Your car's automatic. It is. You only need one leg to drive. Ruby, I don't have any of my equipment. I don't have. I don't have my badge. I can only, I only got one leg right now. I'd be glad to help support you. I'll, I'll come with you, but like, I just don't want to be a liability. You know what? I'm assuming that I've at some point learned that Zoe Shepard is there. And I'm like, there's some cops there that we trust. Maybe, maybe you could stay down there with them. It's okay. We can drop you off at side character daycare. Are you able to drive the van? Yeah, I, I can do it. I can do it. Maybe we'll drive down here. And if you, if you got to get away, take the van with you. I can. I guess I'll get a piggyback ride from Laserhawk if I have to. And I'm going to make him... Yeah, so you get in the car, and he just... I don't think you really usually let him drive the van. Like, normally you're, you know, I feel like you probably... It's my van. Yeah, it's your van. Like, I was like, just in, also in general, I feel like uh, it's always in a precarious situation, so you're just like, you want to be in control of your van. But anyway, he fucking peels out. Maybe I should let you drive when we're in danger. Uh, and yeah, he is like uh, weaving in between traffic. Uh, I think it'd probably be a good idea for you to like put your hand on the side of it to visualize it. Yeah, I make it. I make it the visual aid man. I put the sirens on like I did that one time, and I was like, "Don't tell." It's like I was like, "I know I'm not supposed to do that, but whatever." I need to do the slingshot move with him driving. So he is just revving it, and uh, and you make it there in a pretty quick time. I think you you, you get there before Yardak does. And he just like uh, just one of those screeching halts, like. Aah! And I can can I say like do we do it like right in front of like Shepherd or Laserhawk or something? Oh, no, well not in front of Laserhawk because he's tw- twenty stories up. Screech right in front of Officer uh, Zoe Shepherd and I take away the siren real quick. 
And she doesn't even look up from her paperwork. Visual aid, thank you for joining us. <laughs> well, I love how she's just like so not impressed with any of us anymore. I think if anything, it's more that if you show up on the scene, she knows that her like, not that you're making her night more difficult, but that it's a sign that the night has escalated beyond where she wanted it. That's fair. I guess I've tried to be professionals and I go, uh, this is my friend, Agent Alan Rickard, but... You said friend? <gasps> uh, because I'm as visual aid right now. He's Ruby's boyfriend. Oh, okay. I was like, oh, you bitch. you know this is i want to make it worse this is my colleague uh rickard actually has not gotten out of the van like he just kind of like gives like a two-finger hey we were together but he was he's been injured in the field so i he will not be going up with us but he gave me a ride here and she looks up and she goes no i know that name and uh and she kind of nods so are you given that you're you got here so quickly are you already aware of what's going on I know there's a hostage situation. I don't remember exactly what Laser Hawk told us. I gave you pretty much all the information I had. Like, I believe some of the, uh, some oil executives have been taken hostage. Am I correct? Yep, oil executives, assistants, and janitors. Uh, approximately five guys. Is this part of the march? Or I, I seems like people they would be against, but from what I've seen, the people there are usually pretty peaceful, so I don't... I know they're not exactly pro-oil execs, but not, you know kidnap oil execs seems like a big reach no i would not directly connect this with the march uh that is happening blocks away these to the best of our knowledge these guys have not made any demands yet so we don't even know what organization they may be with concerning looking down at the group Laserhawk, new hornet is basically just like so should we join them down there what do we do yeah we should probably go join them down there should i join them down there i hang out here for a minute we should give her, like, have Ruby make a, like, a different, like, way for her to look so people don't think she's Hornet. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, but we'll figure that out soon. We'll say that, uh, we'll say Yardak is, is pretty much arriving on the scene, I think, at this point. Yeah, they're definitely rigging the place with C4 right now. Beyond that, no new intake on my part. And Shepard's eyes go wide, they're, they're doing what? Oh, fuck, did I forget to send you that text? <laughs> well, that's my B. Yeah, they're rigging the place right now. Did you see, like, like, when you say rigging the place, is it, like, the hostages themselves? Is it the building? Is It It looked like they were rigging the building itself. Jesus Christ. Maybe it's a little more diehard than I thought. Sorry. What do you call it? You manifested this. Maybe I'll get my, maybe I'll get my, uh, get the KA motherfucker moment. So, should we formulate some kind of a plan, or should I just jump in there and start knocking assholes out? He's six to one. I'm fine with either. Perhaps maybe more than just you should go in there, but... I've got backup, and I kind of nod my head toward the roof. Uh, if I look up, do I see her? Yeah, you can definitely see Hornet. Um, like, she's... I wouldn't say sheepishly looking, but she's kind of just, like, leaning over the roof to look at y'all. Oh, it's Hornet. Yeah. And, uh, I think Shepard actually looks towards you. Is Hornet, like, good? working on it that's north end business but i just been hearing a lot of uh, a lot of chatter yeah well let's just say that hornet's under a new mentorship program and i just kind of i lead my head just towards uh towards laser hog i'm not thrilled either shepherd just hangs right i keep getting involved with this you know i said the same thing like 10 minutes ago and i go oh god zoe you're a friend i'm gonna do a, like a fake little like punch in her shoulder <laughs> don't call me your friend. So, should we just charge in? 
Uh, well, if the whole building is rigged to blow, I feel like a little more finesse would probably be better. Is there a way he could, like, use the water to make it not be rigged to blow? I feel like you can't put out an explosion before it happens, unfortunately. I mean, I did freeze a bomb off somebody's chest once. Uh, I more thought if the, like, explosives were used like uh, electricity at all, he could short them out. But I don't know if that would cause other problems. Worth a shot. You guys just want to come up to the roof with me. Nobody knows Hornet. Can we just kind of send her in and, like, make them think she's a hostage? That's a question for her. So y'all heading up to the roof, is that the idea? Sure. Can I get a piggyback ride? Boing. Honey, I'm home. Don't call me honey. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I'm with her on this one. Gross. We were thinking, like, if... Someone might have to pretend to be a hostage to get in, and unfortunately for you, they don't know what you look like. And she kind of, like, snaps back over to you. You take off that mask, they don't know what you look like. That's true. Not to mention, there is kind of a precedent for you disguising yourself as other people. Yeah, I definitely can, and then I... I guess I try to do an illusion where I look like Oh, I make myself look like one of the teenagers from the park. Oh, okay. All right. I just, Im- I just imagine Ruby needs, she can't just, like, make her look like an imaginary person. All right, we got that part figured out. How the fuck are we getting you in here? Yeah, so we can break a window out of a different floor and then kind of chuck her in there and then... I mean, that was my first thought, but I didn't think you guys would be comfortable with that. Yeah, I'll happily eat, my friend. I would say that I put myself in a different outfit than the visual aid one, but I'm wearing, like, boots. And I make make two daggers and stick them in the boots. But I also want to say, when you're like, I'm fine with eating my friends, I meant break the window and then let her go through it herself, not just fucking chuck her through the fucking window. That's a much better idea. So the plan you're saying is to get Ruby into the building to do what exactly? To then, like, have her, like, kind of, like, walk around and then have one of the bad guys see her. And then she's like, what? And, like, fake surprise. And then they're like, oh, no, grab her. She's a hostage. So if I'm one of the teenagers, how old do I look? Just so I... Late teens. So old enough that I could maybe have a job there. Yeah. But I put myself in a delivery uniform. Like, I was, like, delivering, like, a water tank or something to the office and just got caught there. And then hid because I was scared. Okay, so you are disguising yourself as a delivery person, but you also look like one of these teenagers, and the plan is to get you into the building to get a a, a lay of the land. Is that the idea? Yes. Are we, are we on the roof of the building? Uh, you're on the roof of an adjacent building, like, more or less on the level with the, the floor you need to get to. Can you get me over there somehow? <laughs> to, to laser hawk. Uh, not that one, not that one, not that one. That window looks good. Bang! So you shoot out one. Of, you're shooting out one of the windows. Yeah, probably in the floor, like under, like the twentieth floor. I'm thinking. Hopefully, they didn't hear that. I'm kind of trying to make sure that I aim away from, like, I'm not shooting right underneath the window. Oh, like, so you're if, to shoot like diagonally from them. Exactly. Yeah. This ain't my first B and E. When the glass shatters, though, like you hear some like return fire, not in your direction. Like, just kind of, like, generally towards the, the police crowd. So they're not in the building? This is coming from outside? No, 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 no. This, this, this return fire is coming from the building towards the police, like, right after uh, Laser Hawk shoots that one window out. Ah, uh, so they thought it was the police making that noise. That'd be a good assumption. 
I, I guess, can you bounce me into there? I don't know. How do I get it there? Yeah, I mean, that was kind of the plan, but if they're shooting out, I, can I roll a perception check to see if there's anyone in the window I just shot out? I don't want to throw Ruby immediately into the wolves. Okay, yeah, roll. I feel like Ruby's not that tough also. Maybe you should, like, bounce with her and then bounce out? I act like I'm leaving the building. Come on. Okay. Uh, 21 altogether on that perception. Yeah, uh, as far as you can see, they are pretty much strictly, as far as you can see, they are strictly on the 20th floor. All right, everyone, gather around, grab a telecommunication link, here's one for you, here's one for you, I made yours pink. Thanks. I got you, B. All right, you ready for this shit? To infinity and beyond! Just to clarify, I'm getting visual aid inside, I will not be coming back out, I'll be scoping the place up myself as well. When Ruby says to infinity and beyond, Hornet leans over to Yardak. She always like this. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Never ends. I'm going to say I heard that. I went, yes, I have no regrets. And then immediately, like, jump onto Laserhawk and Laserhawk jumps across the building. Yes. You might have one regret here soon. What? Boing. So you're, like, on Laserhawk's back. Laserhawk's jumping through the hole that Laserhawk just made. Mm -hmm. And then what do you do when you land? I'm going to drop the kid off at the pool, say stay safe, and roll the stealth check to see what I can see with my elf eyes. Stealth check to see? Well, I mean, I need to stealth check to sneak around to get a peek at the place. I just figured I'd get that out of the way first. So is the idea that Ruby is not sneaking, but Laserhawk is? Oh yeah, because we want her to get kidnapped. I want to get kidnapped, because that's the plan. Okay, what are Yardak and Hornet doing, then? I think that we, the two of us, should go, like, through uh, whatever access on the roof is and sneak in that way. And then that way, they're coming from the bottom and then we're coming from the top. So what's uh, what's the plan? Uh, so if they're going to hit them from the bottom, then I feel like if the two of us come down from the top, then we'll kind of have them in a linchpin situation and they won't be able to escape us. Okay. How do we get up there? Oh, well, we were on an adjacent roof. You're on an adjacent roof on the that's adjacent to, like, the 20th floor. This is, like, a 50-story skyscraper you're looking at. Gotcha. The Emerson building, wherever the ho- where the hostages are, is like a 50-story building. If maybe she could give me a little boost and kind of huck me across, and then she kind of jumps over, do you think we could make that? What's the ratio of where we're at? Yeah, the adjacent building that you are on is about 20 stories tall. The building that they are in right now is a 50-story skyscraper. Okay. Any ideas from the class? Fuck them windows, bust them. What's the distance between the buildings? Like, if we bust out a a window... Oh, it's, like, just across the street. Oh, oh my god, I'm thinking, like... The horizontal distance is, like, one street. The vertical distance is 30 stories to the roof. So then, in that case, trying to be a little bit more inconspicuous than Laserhawk, we're gonna try to bust out a window, like, two, if not maybe three floors up that we can get ourselves up into. Uh, how are you breaking the window? I'll hit it with a quick, uh, like, I'll I'll do, like, a a one-two icicle, like... First one cracks, the next one bashes. Now, the same problem does occur, though, that the glass shatters and they return fire. Oh, damn. I was hoping, because I went a little bit higher up, I was hoping they wouldn't hear it. So you break the window, they shoot back. As far as you can tell, they have not actually identified you. And hopefully the hostages are still alive, so here's hoping. Are you doing kind of the same thing, then? You're jumping across? Yeah, and then we'll come from the top as they're going up. As you land in the building, then... It's interesting. You're hearing some booming voices. It's coming like from the floor below you, right? And the floor above you, respectively. But it's also coming out of your phones. 
they're taking over the broadcasts, I guess, or whatever the fuck wavelengths. Basically. Oh my god, is it coming out of, like, both of my phones? Yeah. This is the beginning of the revolution. It's like a distorted voice. The environment will no longer withstand the endless greed and pollution that is poisoning it. God damn it, I knew it was hippies. If in one hour, we are not delivered two million dollars, an executive will die. Two million? That's such a lowball number for having oil executives at your fingertips. What happens next after that is on you. And then you hear click and like the voices stop. Hey out there, just taking a brief moment to thank everyone who has been listening to the new season. I know it's been a rocky start for release, but uh, hopefully you're enjoying it. As always, we would love to hear your feedback, either on social media, at MayhemCast, or at our email, which is gm at masksandmayhem.com. Now to let you know about a friend of the show. A nice candle really makes a house feel like a home, doesn't it? Well, to make yours feel like a home, try Natural Glow Candle Co. Hand-poured by our good friend Marissa Morin in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, these 9-ounce candles are made with soy wax and blended with essential oils to create perfect scents for your home. Each candle burns in 40-50 to 50 hours and comes in a variety of scents, including new ones coming out each season. I have a few of them now, and I love them. Never have I had a candle that smells exactly like the scent that they are named after. It's perfect for when I'm sitting down to sketch out the next episode, or even just to like read a really good book. You can find her social media pages at masksandmayhem.com support. Send her a message to place your order today. For now, let's get back to the game. I'm still next to Laserhawk at this point, right? Presumably. I haven't rolled my stealth check yet, so... Okay, I'm going to hand him the visual aid phone. That way, if it, when I get caught, it's not... I assume they'll take my phone. It'll be weird if I have one filled with, like, cop stains. Good call! <laughs> you hand over the visual aid phone to Laserhawk. Put it in my pocket. Alright, and you two are separating from each other? Yes. And Yardak, are you sticking with Hornet? Yeah, because they, like... Since they have to separate, we want to keep at least us two together. Strength in numbers. Okay. And I go, so the plan is that I want to get captured, right? Yeah. So I make, because uh, I assume I can't make water, so I make an empty water canister. Okay. Like I was like I was supposed to be holding, and I purposely, like, drop it really loudly. Now, I just want to ask one thing. Have you moved at all from when you originally, uh... Yeah, I'm assuming I went out to the hallway of the, like, I assume we went into an office. Okay, I was gonna say, you didn't, you're not doing this right next to the giant gaping hole in the window. No, I, like, went, left, kind of, purposely went by the stairs. I'm trying to get fucking caught. Is there something I could roll for this? Can we save if I roll my stealth check before Ruby does that? Yeah, let's let's have Laserock, you're gonna roll a stealth check and then we'll go from there. Twenty-nine. Alright. You are the knight. You are the knight. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ruby, you hear a door slam open, and there is a gun just pointed right at you now. Oh, I guess I'll probably have to make the deception roll. I'm like, oh, oh my god. And I just put my arms up, like, and I'm pretending to be the scary teenager. Get the fuck down here. You're a staircase below them, and they're kind of waving their gun uh, to, like, gesture to you to come to them. Oh, oh, okay, okay, what, what's going on? What's going on? My phone was just doing weird stuff. And... I think when you get close enough, they grab you by the arm and kind of start dragging you along. You're like, and they're like, shut up! Until you get to, like, the group of the hostages. So you can see seven hostages, eight now with you there. Can I tell, like, can 
really tell like which ones are the executives, which ones everybody else. Yeah, I would say like the executives all appear to be a little older. They're wearing like full business suits, whereas the uh, you know a lot of the assistants appear to just kind of just be like kind of shirt and ties or or dresses tend to be on the younger side and the janitors are wearing very clear like overalls kind of and there's like four uh, including the person who's dragging you in there's like four people or four sorry there are four hostage takers again all kind of wearing like ski masks bulletproof vests holding guns and i just go oh my god what, what's going on and the one goes who the hell is there's another one and they're like yeah found her in the stairwell i was delivering some water i oh my god are you the guys from the phone well, at least we know the broadcast went out properly. But broadcast my foot in the ass. Get her with the others, and like basically you're put down on the ground with the others, uh, like kind of on your knees. Uh, are the other people like? Is anybody else? Are they like tied up or what? Uh, they all have zip ties behind their hands, which is what one of them is coming to kind of do toward towards you. And I go, oh my god, oh my god, and I try to. I my hands are still up, but I'm assuming that my hands are about to be grabbed. Yeah. I guess I'll I'll let him zip tie me. Okay. But as soon as I'm zip tied, as soon as his hands are gone, I'm going to make like a knife. Okay. Can I try to cut the zip tie without them noticing? We'll come back to that. I want to go to see what uh, Laserhawk and Hornet and Yardak are all doing. You're stealthily stealthying around. Menomina. I'm going to keep sneaking around until I get up to the next floor so I can kick some ass. How are you getting there? Staircase? Vents? What's the plan? Uh, staircase. I'm too old to be doing this vent shit, man. Yeah, you're able to successfully get up to the next floor, and I think you kind of, like, just dodge out of the way of, like, you're able to duck, duck into a cubicle when one is coming by. Huh. Cool. Yardak, what are you and Hornet doing? I, I, Hornet has pretty much appeared to have let you take the lead. We jumped up two floors ahead of them, so the first floor that we're going to run, we're just going to basically just kind of go down the stairwell, and then once we start going into the floor that's directly above them, we're going to go sneaky style. And what are you looking to do? Uh, just to uh, like hide the sound of our arrival, and then I kind of want us to wait inside the doors, like from the stairwell leading onto the floor that they're actually on. That way, we can just kind of like burst in when we need to. So you're just like hiding in the stairwell, basically. Not the, not the same stairwell that yard that uh, Laserhawk is in, but I'm yeah. I mean, I don't know how many stairwells this place has, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. It's gonna it's gonna have at least two. Uh, kind of on each side of it, but then there's also, like, you could be taking the elevator shaft, like... Oh, you know, just, like, the regular, like, normal everyday. Well, yeah, I mean, the question is, like, you're just literally just chilling at that door, waiting for hearing something. It's a pretty big floor, you may not be able to hear anything from just the stairwell. True. Then, uh, once we get there, kind of take a little peek, see through the crack in the door, and then see if we can't get ourselves any closer to where the hostages are being held. When you go to go through that door, you do not catch it before it closes, and you hear a chunk. Oh, so it locked behind me? No, I just mean it made a loud noise when when it shut. Uh, jump into the closest office building. Or office room. Office. Just an office. <laughs> Alright, so you kind of duck into the building, and you kind of hear some tepid footsteps coming around kind of like skulking about a little bit looking around like you can see them luckily they can't see you currently mm. um but you can see hornet is like kind of preparing a little bit of like fist charging action uh like as she like starts to kind of spark up her fists i'm gonna just kind of like take my hand and like put it over top of hers and be like just wait not yet and laserhawk what are you doing now Manamana, still sneaking around 
phenomenon. Getting close to the hostage. You also definitely heard, in fact, I would say everyone heard the sound of that door closing. Ruby, you heard it with the other hostages. Laserhawk, you heard it from the room you were at. More frantically trying to undo, like, get my tie undone. god damn it, Yarnak. Okay, roll a stealth check. Okay. That's an okay roll. 18 overall. They did not buy the good zip ties. You are able to rather stealthily cut through the zip tie and, like, kind of catch it in your hand so it doesn't fall to the ground. How distracted are they and how close am I to the next person and next hostage? You are, like, literally all in a line next to each other, at least for the hostages that you can see in the room you're in. Basically, the guys, when they heard that sound, kind of panicked a little bit. One of them is kind of, like, frantically, like, pointing the gun back and forth between the hostages. Two of them left to go towards the sound. The other two, a little calmer. They're all still kind of looking at the hostages, right? Really, only the one is really looking at the hostages. If you had to guess, he's ready to go. Like, he's ready to be like, all right, we told him what would happen. If I try to do, like, another illusion power, my, like, main illusion of, like, what I look like right now would drop, right? If you're going to try to do that, you're definitely going to have to roll a check to try to maintain it. Okay, so I'm not going to risk that. But, like, how close are my hands to, like, the person next to me? Like, their hand. You're trying to hand off the knife is the idea, right? Yes, yes, I'm trying to hand off the knife, but I don't think it's possible. Yeah, you're not going to be able to do that without arousing suspicion or, or developing some kind of distraction. Okay. Uh, Yardak distracted most of them, but not, like, entirely, like, all of them. I was going to hang still for a second, then, because I don't, I don't want to get anybody killed. So, basically, Yardak, you and Hornet have some people that are just, like, circling the air. Like, they are not leaving. Okay. Um, we gotta find a way to take these little bitches down. Uh, like, um, are we able to see, like, is there, um, because it's nighttime, are we able to see any kind of light coming under the door? We could, like, see, like, shadows of, like, when somebody walks past? Yeah, it looks like they got some, like, flashlights going on, too. So, like, they can, you know, you, you can see the lights kind of going back and forth as they're kind of scoping the area out with their guns. And it's a pretty long hallway. It kind of goes around the perimeter of this whole floor. Okay, so it's like one uh, big square. Also, you can see from the room you're in, you can see like a very uh, explicitly like taped to the wall uh, packet of C4 and wiring. Ooh. Okay. Not loving that. More or less a reminder that this building is wired with explosives. Because we definitely forgot. And just in case. <laughs> Well, then really quickly, since it's in the room where we are and they haven't seen us yet, I want to go over and I want to freeze the fuck out of this C4. Oh, yeah. You freeze the hell out of that, like, instantaneous, like, the wires uh, uh, fr- freeze right off of it. Okay. Because then that's also part of the what I'm going to do whenever the next person walks by the door. So um, when the next guy that goes by the door, I'm going to, like, as he's passing the door, I'm going to open it, yank him in like covering his mouth and I'm going to bring him in. I want to show him the C4 and have like the water around my hands. And I'm going to say, make a noise. And that's going to be your head. <laughs> Fucking run. All right. So there's a few things going on here. Yeah. A lot of awesome. I'm going to start you off with a stealth check. Okay. Oh, not so stealthy. Even though you didn't say it, I assume you're trying to do this without alerting anybody. Because, <laughs> to be clear, the reason you made a noise last time is because you didn't opt to like roll a stealth check. Whereas Brandon specifically said, "I'm going to roll a stealth check." That's because Brandon's got a 15 in stealth. Any chance I get? Uh, so 16 altogether, seven and nine. Okay, 
And then you're going to want to make a close combat attack because you're trying to grab this guy. Because you're surprising him, I'm going to give you a bonus. Ooh. 19 plus 6, so 25. And what is your strength? Uh, 8. Uh, so roll and add 8. Fuck me up. Uh, 11. I rolled a 3. You have successfully grabbed him. Oh, thank God. And now you're going to need to roll an intimidate check. Hell yeah. 8 is 21. So. So what are you asking him to do exactly? What are you trying? You just told him not to make any noise? Yeah, so, like, when I grabbed him, I, like, grabbed, like, around him and, like, covered his mouth. And then, uh, and when I, like, pull him in, I'm gonna, like, have him, like, pull him in to face the C4 that's all frozen and with, like, my hand covered in water. And I'm gonna whisper into his ear, you make a single noise and that's gonna become your head. And his eyes go wide through the ski mask and he just kind of nods. I have a, I have some, I assume a little bit of, like, rope or something on me, don't I? No. Or I bet she would. I'm going to ask her, do you have anything that we could use to secure him? She just kind of holds up her hands like, no. Fuck. Can you zap him unconscious? She kind of like looks at the arms. Yeah, I, I think I can modify this to, you know, just just uh, put him to sleep. And then, uh, like, as I ask her that, I'm going to whisper again to his ear and say, she's a lot nicer than I am. That's bullshit. <laughs> oh, I know. She kind of just reaches her hand out towards his chest. Yeah, he just kind of, like, twitches and then goes limp. Good. Uh, but he's still, like, breathing. I want to take his weapon. You're taking his gun? Mm-hmm. Yardak with a gun is just an interesting idea. I'm going to take his shoes. <laughs> I'm going to take his dignity. Um. Okay, so, yeah, you've got his gun. And then I'm going to take off his belt and use it to tie his arms behind him to... It's an office or whatever the fuck desk is around. Okay. And then take off his ski mask and shove it into his mouth so he can't yell. Oh, damn. Okay. You're able to do that. Although now you do hear steps coming closer of the other guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, where are you? And then as he goes by, I want to yank him in, too. And repeat the same process. Uh, I, did not, I did not say he went by. Oh, okay. Um, and in fact, we're going to go back over to Laserhawk. What is Laserhawk doing? I'm continuing to make my way toward where Ruby is. Uh, you're, like, pretty much right next to the room like she's in. Can I stealthily dive into the adjacent room and kind of put my ear up against the wall and see what I can hear with my little elf ears. Roll stealth? Worst comes to worst, I'm gonna assume I can totally barge through this wall. It's an oil exec. They cheaped out somewhere. Uh, that's gonna be a 29, I think. God, I hope that's not a load-bearing wall. 34, I'm sorry. 19 plus 15. Yeah, yeah, you are extremely stealthy. Uh, from Ruby's perspective, no one has really changed demeanor. Ruby might have heard uh, a little something, but again, that was it. So Ruby's aware to be listening for Laserhawk. Exactly. And if you put your ear up to the door, you can hear the one guy who's kind of like panicked, the one that was kind of waving the gun back and forth. He he said if the cops mess with us, we should just, you know, take one of them out, show them we're not kidding around. That's comforting. Uh, hate that! Hate that! Should we, should we do it? And the one just goes... Calm down. You know, I know that they fired. Fired back. Checks his watch. They have five minutes, and we better have our money, or one of them goes. Uh, well? So, to be clear, right now, to give you a full lay of the land, you have two that are just kind of chilling, one waving the gun back and forth, one unconscious, and one scoping the area near 
uh, Laser Hawk and Hornet. Have an idea, but I don't want to do it until other people until I'm not the only one of us in the room. Do you still have the communicator? Oh, I we do, but I don't know. Is it on, like, to, for, like, just, like, to, so you can be heard? I think uh, you would have to do, like, a stealth check to kind of, like, tap it with your shoulder or something. A little stealthy. 13 overall. Okay. Actually, the one who is, like, in charge, or, you know, seemingly in charge, basically, like, looks over at you and goes, Calm down now. You're just some delivery gal. You keep fidgeting around like that, though, and... and Frankly, you're not really uh, not really going to get us as much money as these other ones. And that's the point where Laserhawk's going to go, Ruby, I'm in the next room over. Cough if you need me to make an entrance. Rachel's, th- Rachel's trying to decide whether I think Laserhawk's going to make an entrance. How many are in here now? Uh, how many enemies? Yes. Isn't it three? I'm going to try and put all of the hostages in a box. I don't think you can put them in a box, but they're definitely close enough together that you could, like, put a small wall between you and them. <coughs> Sorry, I-, I cough when I'm nervous. So can I tell if this is a load-bearing wall or not? Because I still kind of like the idea of me going through the wall. Basic perception and your knowledge of, of buildings, you know it's that it should be fine to go through. <laughs> like, how close are all the hostages together? To give you an idea, you're at the end furthest from the window, closest to the door. These other two guys are on the side uh, where Laserhawk is. Guy with the gun is in between. Ruby's main like goal is I have to keep these people safe. Yeah, I'm gonna cool a man through the wall, punch one of them in the jaw, and scream, "I'm on fossil fuels!" Got his roll for the wall here. Okay, so yeah, you definitely go right through that. You're gonna need to roll a toughness check. 24. All right, you're coming out of this just fine. You are slamming into both of these guys, though. And I even gave you kind of a penalty for doing two at once, but you take one out, and the other one is just knocked prone. Okay, can I, because I was, like, waiting for him to do this, can I do the thing with the wall, like... Yeah, we're gonna say that you were able to, like, pretty much do that at the same time. And I think this is the point, Yardak, where the guy who was, like, kind of checking your area out leaves your area, because that's where it's less exciting right now. Okay. He heard someone screaming about fossil fuels, and enraged, he climbed up the stairs. What is Yardak doing now? Okay, in that case, since he's heading back to them, I'm also gonna, like, motion to Hornet to follow behind that guy, because I feel like he'll be distracted enough that he won't really notice us. I mean, we'll keep our distance, but go to, to where he's going. Okay, he's, like, sprinting across the building now to get back to the sounds that he just heard. And again, you also heard those sounds, too. When the dust is cleared, I'm gonna have everyone roll initiative. Before I roll initiative, can I make my mask? Okay, let's go for it. Twenty-nine. Thirteen. Twenty-four overall. So, first in the round, then, is uh, Laserhawk. So, there's one prone, one pretty much knocked the fuck out, and the team with the gun still waving around and shit. Precisely. With the wall in between the hostages and y'all. The dust, the dust is settling, and he's just swinging around wildly. Uh, yeah, I'm going for that guy. Okay. I'm going to solar shotgun him square in the fucking face. Alright, roll to hit. 22 for solar shotgun, 11 plus 11. Alright, yeah, he hits. What is the DC on that? 
That is a 24, boss man. Oof, yeah. Uh, you hit him square in the chest, he slams back into the wall, shaking it a little bit, and then falls slumping on the ground. Do you do anything else? Remember that you can do intimidation as a move action. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I think I'm gonna go with an intimidate on the other guy. Okay, uh, that's with a negative five penalty. Can do. Uh, yeah, that's a 24. Even with a negative five. What are you saying? What are you doing? You can lay there, I can throw you off the fucking building. Your choice, bud. I won't lose any sleep over it. His hands are up, he's just like, oh, hey, hey, no, let's not get crazy here. Yep, now put him under you. And he does that, he puts him right underneath, you know, he's cooperating without issue. You doing alright, visual aid? Everything's just peachy. Is it still just the guy who's cooperating now that's down? He's the only one in that room currently. Just because he's cooperating doesn't mean I trust him. There's air holes. I just put them in a box, and I go, there are more out out there. How many more? At, at least one more, I don't know. Here's what I'm thinking, then. Also, is, uh, are the comms open to Yarda? Uh, presumably, yeah. Hey, fish boy, where are you at? <laughs> and then, what I wanted to do is, when a uh, homie that was in the hallway, like, barsing through the door, like, as soon as he, like, th- like thinks he's gonna go when I do something, I'm right behind him and fucking just punch him in the back of the fucking head. Uh, right after you say that, the militant guy that Yardak is following, uh, basically sprints and kicks the door open. So he, so Yardak, he just kicked the door open. What are you doing now? Yeah, and like the moment he does that is when I just barrel through behind him and fucking take a leaping kick right at him. All right, make a close combat attack. Yes. Ooh, uh, 17 and 6 is 23. Okay, yeah, you hit. And what's the DC on that? 23. Tell me what that looks like. Describe it like a movie. These hippie militants, he kicks the door in, and then, like, as he does that, and you just, like, kind of see him, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm a big tough guy, I'm about to come up here and fuck up these hostages, and as soon as he does that, both Ruby and Laserhawk in the room, they see him, like, burst in like that, but then, all of a sudden, he just fucking flies forward at them, and they're like, what the fuck, because they didn't see that I came from behind him, and just, like, in the air with a kick, bam, right in his back, and he... Okay, and yeah, he slams right onto the ground and collapses. Visual aid, the hostage just grabbed your knife and, like, one started, like, cutting himself free and stuff. Great. Uh, everyone make a perception check. 19. 21. 17. All of you notice this, though. The one that got knocked down when Laserhawk came through the wall is, like, slowly, like, kind of crawling towards the detonator. Well, guess who's about to get punted in the head? If he is, like, a little too slow, I also want to just, like, uh, send out, like, a, like, a, like, throw some water to, like, bat the detonator away from him. You can both do that. Yeah, I was about to say, you could totally do that while I pay, like, kick this guy's head. I was also thinking of making an anvil over him. <laughs> this is not Midnight Hydra, this is just, like, some guy. With a bomb! <laughs> All right, so everyone roll your things, then. By the way, I'm not trying to aim the anvil to kill him. It's an anvil, Rachel. <laughs> More like a box. I was going to say, if you're not trying to kill him, I imagine like you're going to crush his hand or something. Yes, like crush his hand, because the hand is reaching for a detonator to a bomb for the building we're in. My roll is a 22. Eight overall, so that probably won't work, but... I tried. 
Yeah, you missed. I'm gonna say you missed because Laserhawk kicked uh, kicked him too soon. Like, like before you like you made the thing too late. Once once because he'd been moved by the kick, you're able to zip the detonator away. You kicked him away from even further away from the detonator, uh, and he goes down in a heap. Uh, and at that moment, actually, Hornet, who had been just coming right behind, basically caught the tail end of this and just like picks him up and slams him against the wall. Nice. Like is like grabbing him by the like by the shirt collar and just like slamming him against the wall. So calm down. And then like when you all say that, she just drops him. Do we know how many of them there were? I guess we could ask that guy. And I just got to point to the box. Yeah, I was gonna say you, that, that you've caught everyone that you're aware of currently. I walk over to the guy that's in the box, and I undo the box. Hey, buddy, how many more of of you guys are there? You'll never know how many of us there really are. Okay, I would roll intimidate. I was like, we have been extraordinarily patient. I burst it through a wall! <laughs> you asked one question. Patience. <laughs> if you'd like it to stay that way, how many more of y'all there are and where the bombs are? All right, roll intimidation. 18 overall. And he says, yeah. Yeah, fine. You caught us. There's no more of us. No more of us here, at least. Where is, are the bombs? All over this building. Is that the only detonator? Do you have a leader? This didn't look to be the most organized operation, so... Each cell is independent. We did this on our own, but there's bigger plans ahead. Just you wait. I'm not even against your general idea. It's just, like, your methods. Real shitty, dude. You lack the will to act. I let myself get kidnapped because that helps save these people. So with my military expertise, hypothetically, could I disable a bomb? Yeah. I want to get the- let's get the hostages out of here first. Gonna look up at, uh, Ruby, Yardak, and Hornet and go, So I can disable this bomb, but you should probably get everyone out of here just in case. And I turned to one to the people, the hostages. I go, anybody else in here? Anyone else in this building? All of them kind of look around and they just basically like, uh, yeah, I think this is everybody. You know, we didn't know of anyone else. It was everyone that got home for the night. Are the windows also open? Or do, like, do we have to like crash them? They have made like a strategic like hole in the window. But that's how they were able to shoot out of earlier. I would like to make a staircase out the window. Oh, God. Does it have railings? Yes, I was going to make railings. I'm just saying 20 stories up, I would be so fucking nervous. I would be so nervous, too. As opposed to staying in the building with the bombs? I'm sc- I'm scared that something, if I did something with the elevators, that it would, like, do something with the bombs. No, no, you don't make it. You don't make stairs, you make a slide. You guys want to have to, do you guys want to take a bunch of stairs down, or you want to slide down? Honestly, I could make either. And, and they go, slide sounds faster. And I make uh, a slide. Which sides? They can't fall off. And they are able to easily, yeah, they are able to go down the slide. You can see them at the bottom being, like, greeted by the police. Uh, you know, they're getting trauma blankets. And I'm looking at Ruby Hornet and Yardak like, okay, you guys get out of here too. Are you sure? Yeah. So do, do Ruby and uh, Yardak go down? Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. And I go... Come on, Hornet. I think, no, I actually, I think Hornet looks back at you, Lazarok. I thought you were going to be teaching me things tonight. (sighs) 
Alright, get over here. I guess you're learning how to disable a bomb. Ruby's like, I don't want to know. Bye! Yeah, but but the bye is as she's going down the slide. Bye! So yeah, you're going to want to roll, I guess, military expertise then. 25, 18 plus 7. You're messing with the wiring, and you think you've got it down. And she kind of just looks over your shoulder and says, Are you sure you don't want to get that green wire too? Always start with the blue. You start with the blue, no kaboom for you. I'm not saying to ignore the blue wire, I'm just saying you. I also see that you left the screen wire here. You start snip with the blue. Then snip red. Then snip green. You start with the green... You're gonna die and scream. You start with the blue. No kaboom for you. I wasn't saying to start with the blue laser hawk. I was saying that you had snipped a couple and you had left that green one. I was getting to it. Okay, okay. Sorry, I just... You don't know what stress is until you defuse a bomb. No, no, you're right, you're right. You're probably not also used to doing this with an audience. Or have the talk with your kid, but hopefully you never find out about that one. I studied electrical engineering, so I just I thought maybe that might come in useful. Oh, that would have been great to know beforehand. Well, I mean, just because I know electrical engineering doesn't mean I know how to defuse a bomb. I just saw some, you know, similarities here. No, no, that's fair, and, you know, that's pretty accurate from what I understand. I don't know much about electrical engineering, but, you know, I know a guy named Kate who knows some shit about that. The bomb is successfully disarmed, as far as you can see, you're in, in the clear. So you want to go down the slide first, or can I? I guess, I guess I'll go. And I'm already running toward it, going belly first, like, wee. I think she was about to go in when she turned around and realized you were barreling towards it, and she just got out of the way. <laughs> and when she comes out of it, she just, like, is just very mechanical about it, really. Just, like, gets up, does not have the same glee that you appear to. And I'm just sliding down like, I just defused the bomb and I'm not dead! So yeah, you, you reach the bottom, and what do you do? Hopefully not scuff my chin on the pavement. Are you going to make me roll for that? No. <laughs> no, Ru- Ruby made a good slide. I assume that I'm like talking to Zoe Shepard or something. Is, is, uh, is Alan still there? Yeah, Alan Rickard's still there. Uh, also, uh, Ruth has arrived. So is the bomb taken care of? Do you think I'd look this jovial if it wasn't? I guess not. The bomb has been taken care of. I need a drink. Unfortunately, I can't make that. Also, I assume that you kind of, like, shoved the, uh, the, the militants out the slide, too. Yes. We realized we didn't say it, but, like, Yardak went and got the guy that he had left tied up. I assume at the same time, after we got all the hostages, and then we, like, just pushed the- <laughs> Whichever they got cautious, went down, like- Oh, yeah, no, I, like, we went down the slide, and then when we got to the bottom, I looked at Shepard, and I was like, I got one tied up there for you. And so they're loading them onto, like, a SWAT van. You can see reporters are on the scene. Uh, you do not see Channel 7's Sean Ortega. I'm gonna assume it's her night off. No. Oh, in that case, can I roll a stealth check to stay away from the reporters? Okay. 24. That's a 9 plus 15. They were trying to follow you, but then you kind of like ducked into an alley and they lost you real quick. When I went up to Agent Alan Rickard, I went, so honey, how was your day? (gasps) (laughs) Oh, you know, nothing too eventful. And he cracks a smile when he says that. 
how was it hanging out with Detective Shepard? Just kind of uh, shooting the shit. She's been keeping an eye on the coverage of the of the depositions and everything. So, faux hornet, also new hornet, also Pam. In traditional hornet fashion, also kind of shies away from the spotlight. Can we just say, because it makes sense for us to have this conversation up here, given who we are as people, that we're both up on a rooftop somehow? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you both have very capable jumping abilities. Next to each other, but not, like, looking at each other, just looking down at the scene. Didn't do that bad today, kid. Thanks. It's, uh, it's definitely better working with others. I gotta, I gotta be honest. You know, it took a long time for me to accept that, but... I think you're right, kid. I got a bunch of workout equipment at my place. Wanna go run some drills or something? Sure. Cool. Let's get out of here before the press sees us. Yeah, so you two were able to leave the scene without issue. I think Ruth approaches you, Yardak, and goes, Oh, long time no see. Oh, hey, Ruth. I mean, went for how long without seeing each other, and now twice in one day? Everything's all good? Yeah, I knew when we saw those... When all the, saw all this marching shit on the TV when we were at dinner, I knew something was going to happen. Can't have anything nice. I think I was probably talking to Alan Rickard and maybe just asking Detective Shepard if there's anything else she needs. No, no. Did you get any information out of them? Like, why they were doing this? They said they were acting alone, but they're like a cell of something larger, but... Great, great. Yeah, not my favorite. And uh, that's the point, I think, where the press actually kind of actually, actually breaks through and is basically like, visual aid, visual aid, Yardak, Yardak, do you have anything to say? Oh, thank God, I got out of here. I'm just glad that everybody is safe. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Who are, who are these hostage takers? What do they want? We don't want to spread their message and influence other people. So as for now, just know they're the bad guys. Are they associated with the march? Are they associated with the eco-friends? That we don't know. And, I, and I'm going to say not to my knowledge. And I wanted to give you guys an opportunity. I've come up with like a name if you didn't, but uh, I'm going to let you guys name the the, the, the villains. What, what would you call them? The Green Wave. The Oil Barons. It's the opposite of what they want. It's the opposite, yeah. I know, I dig the irony of it. I don't know, I'm bad at coming up with these things. Mine was Eco Fiends. I like Eco Fiends. Eco I like Green Wave, too. Okay, well, we can just say Green Wave is like the organization then. Yeah. You start hearing the press referring to them as the Green Wave. You do, however, before you're able to leave the scene, get one more broadcast. Tonight was just a demonstration. You'll hear again from us soon. I just want a nap. Uh, so, are her and I too far away to hear that? Uh, no, it comes in on your phones too. Oh, can I say I got my phone back from Laser Lock? Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, I think you. I think that happened like when you were getting everybody on the slide. As we bound across the uh, rooftops, oh hey, speaking of demonstrations, how many different ways do you know to break someone's arm? Uh, uh not any one specific way, but I'm sure I could do it in multiple ways. Okay, yeah, I've got a demonstration for you. That one's gonna be handy. You have like a dummy to test that on, right? Of course, of course, in the back of my head, I should get a dummy to test it on. Chapter 43, Earth Below. Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd Edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. 
The podcast is written, produced, and reaching the point of ecological no return by myself, R.C. Byler. This week's episode was brought to you by Natural Glow Candle Co. You can leave us a review on podchaser.com if you want to give us some feedback about the show. Your review might even be read out in a future episode. Our official art is by Jen Evans, and our branding is by AJ Solomon. Our theme music is by Brandon Brownson. Additional music credits, social media links, blog posts, and episodes can be found on our website at masksandmayhem.com. Chapter 43, Them Gosh Dirty Militant Hippies. So, okay, uh, what did we think? Solid! That was cool, eco-terrorist. I, uh, whenever I DM superhero adventures, I have a, uh, real soft spot in my heart for hostage situations, so getting to play a hostage situation, I probably had a little too much fun. Just like, ooh, so this is how this feels. I think this is something where maybe with a map it would work better. I didn't know if it, how it felt to y'all. Oh, it wasn't c- complicated at all. I think it worked. I got to freeze a bomb and threaten a guy and beat the guy up and tie the guy up. and It just felt like y'all were just kind of doing like, uh, what are you doing? I'm waiting. I mean, I purposely, I purposely got myself kidnapped, so I guess that's, that's waiting is involved. And I would always say, like, I'm waiting until this point, and then I do this thing. I My favorite... Uh, Militant hippie was definitely the one who was like, you don't have anything to be nervous about. I was like, bitch, if only you do. <laughs> no, I uh, I definitely understand the concern of a lot of the episode feeling like hurry up and wait. I look at it through the lens of you forced us to be tactical tonight. Okay. I mean, as long as you enjoy it, that's the most important thing. Oh, yeah. That, are you kidding me? I got to fucking go belly down a slide after defusing a bomb. <laughs> There's always time for a little levity in the, in the Mayhem cast verse. Laserhawk sound like Cloud 6. He'd be on Cloud 9 if he took his antidepressants. Jesus. Unfortunately, Ruby, I don't think Ruby can make antidepressants. No, Ruby cannot make antidepressants. As nifty as that would be, just, here's a Prozac. Ruby would definitely get blackbagged by the government and turned into a pharmaceutical machine. Ruby the whole time is single-handedly been the Silk Road. <laughs> That would actually make a really cool villain. Someone who can just, like, make drugs. Like, ruby up some drugs. I thought the pacing of the episode was, uh, really well done. Like, I, I'm, I'm gonna need to hear how it sounds when it's, uh, when we're listening back to it, but, you know, I, f- I, I found that in several hostage situation uh, campaigns that I've DM'd, uh, it can be really difficult to make it not feel too slow. I feel like you did a phenomenal job with that. Oh, thank you. Uh, how did everyone feel about their little vignettes uh, kind of in the beginning? I thought it was cute. I thought they were really cute, yeah. You got me- I got to go on a date! You got to be a mentor to someone. If only my kid could see that. 
Yeah, your kid, I wonder. I'm sure he would appreciate a mentor of some kind. In my defense, I walked him through Animal Farm. Yeah, you helped him with his homework. That was actually really cute. Did you like the build-up towards... We're talking about the upcoming march. We're talking about the march. There's a hostage situation happening nearby the march. The little foreshadowing. Yeah, no, the second you said march, it was like, well, I don't know what Laser Hawk's doing, but I know where I'm gonna be. Let's call it a hunch. And did you, uh, what about you, Dan? Did you enjoy your little being reunited with, uh, with Ruth Day? Yeah. And especially now, because it opened up Ruth being able to involve in so much more. I knew I was going to want to get Ruth back in the fold for you. And I was just like, oh, you know, this will be interesting. This will also kind of, uh, in a way, put her at odds with, like, Rickard and Union. Mm-hmm. Which is a fun dynamic. Yeah, you're dating someone who is, uh, is on the opposite side of, uh, Yardak's best earth, earth friend. Best Earth friend. Land friend. Am I not his best land friend? I feel like it might be Ruth. (laughs) Rude! I'm just saying that, uh... I mean, Ruby's a close second. Dan has never reacted to you being in the game as much as he has to Ruth being in an episode. I've accepted that I'm shop lover here. (laughs) I'm not even my kid's favorite dad. I invited you to a space cadet convention. Yeah, but look what happens to the people you take to Space Cadet conventions. Only one of them turned out to be evil. <laughs> so far. I also love how when I totally didn't catch this until we were, like, solidly into the episode, but I love how I totally accidentally quoted Pornal earlier when I told Hornet we do what we must because we can. 